Welcome everybody to the Truck and Breakfast Club here on the Truck and Breakfast Club um, room, I guess, on Clubhouse. Um, thank you all for coming in once again. We are super duper duper excited to be here. If you hear Paw Patrol in the background, my apologies. Um, yeah, I'm ready to get this thing started. I know last week we had a great, great, great discussion starting your trucking company checklist. Three different days of that. If you were unable to make it, make sure you go and check out our podcast on Spotify. Just go on Google Truck and Breakfast Club or ask me in my DMs and I'll definitely send you the link to that. Um, we've had a couple people previously before we kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, mentioned that they wanted to hear more about this topic. And since we have someone up here who's been doing it for a long time, I thought, why not? We can go ahead and talk about it. So let's let everyone introduce themselves. Let's talk a little bit about our weekend and then we'll get into it. Good morning, Keisha. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Um, my name is Lakeisha. I'm owner of the Dispatch Hub, uh, specializing in dispatch cha- training. Also, um, over the hub, which means we all supply loads for each other. I don't care what kind of LLC. You can have your own LLC. Just come on and join the team. So this weekend, we had a wonderful two-day class. I had fun. They had fun. It was it was awesome. Um and today, I cannot wait to get into this hot shot uh, conversation. I do want to pull up Saint after we do the intro, but um, I, a lot of people have been asking about hot shots, and we're going to give it to them. Hey, Bree, good morning. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. This is Bree. I am a freight broker, um, owner of Carter and Brooks Logistics, based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And it is Madness Monday. Why is it Madness, Bree? Girl, I'm out here trying to get out this door. It's Madness. <laughs> I hate Mondays. I know. Mondays used to not be one of my favorites, but I mean, it's whatever. It's just another day of the week. Good morning, Henry. I don't think your sound is working, Henry. We can't hear you at all. No. Uh-oh. We'll come back to him. Good morning, Desi. Hey, good morning. Grand Rising, Grand Rising. Uh, Desi, based here in Atlanta, Georgia, small carrier. Here to help aid and assist. Oh, Kidoki, and what'd you do this weekend? I stayed away from Clubhouse this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I was burnt out on Clubhouse. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was burnt out on Clubhouse, so I had to take a break. I love it. We all need to reset, you know, at one time or another. Andre pulled me into a room this weekend. He was pinging me in there so much. I was like, what's going on? I get in there, and we just get in there and get to talking. Ended up being, like, probably, like, 30 people in there. Um, And he left us. So I said, you know what? We ain't going to be in here too much longer. We're going to go ahead and end this room. (laughs) We had to get out of there. Um, Hey, Delana. Hey everyone. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Delana. I am the owner of Prestige Financial Services Group, um, where I do tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping. But in Keisha's dispatch class, um, I actually teach a little bit on compliance for about 45 minutes. And so um that was really, really fun. Actually, I love being in Keisha's classes just because like she always says, 
We keep it real. We just, you know, we just get down to the nitty gritty. And she's right. And those classes last for, I know at least her two-day live sessions are literally for like four hours a piece. Four hours is crazy. Yeah, but, oh, hey. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I'm back. (laughs) We can hear you now. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, a little minor technical difficulties, but hey, I'm Henry in Raleigh, Durham, small carrier, you know, hub certified. And, uh, you know, I use my other talents in media marketing to grow my business. And that's that's my little spill. You did something so big this weekend, Henry. What's that? What's that? You hired somebody. Yeah, yeah, I think I got enough enough SOPs that I was able to uh, hire somebody on the man on on the media side. So yeah, that's great. Yes, that's, great. that's so good. So now you'll be able to help build even more websites and uh, is that what what they'll be doing? I think that's what you said they'll be doing, right? Yeah, they'll be doing websites, but also helping, helping um, co- coordinate um structure the project management stuff. So yeah. we'll we'll be tag teaming that as well because it's all um yeah it's, it's it's a good situation for that and then i actually got another good situation on the transportation side that i can't say yet but oh. um yeah yeah a lot a lot of good things happened for me this weekend so I, you know i'm appreciative of that that's good and then your baby just yeah, had a birthday yep baby had a birthday you know wow i'm, so I'm upset because you're gonna have to go to the doctor get them shots you know me and my wife don't like that you know yeah my that's a whole nother that's a whole nother subject uh we ain't with all that but you know to each his own um and yeah i didn't do much this weekend i sat in on uh, i i'm still putting the finishing touches on things i know it seems like it's taking a long time for the course to come out but don't worry because when it drops it's going to drop. And I got something special, special, special coming with it. I think y'all going to like. Um, also, like I said, I sat in on Keisha's course. Me and Miss Tiffany had a one-on-one this weekend. Um, and that was amazing, even though my kids are always all over the place. So, uh, but it was fun, though. She's, she's, I love her. So, yeah, I, I pretty much didn't do anything else. Spent a lot of time outside. It was really nice this weekend. I don't know if y'all went outside. Um, but I went outside. But yeah, Keisha, let's go ahead. Only one stroll. The only one stroll. There was stuff to do. You know. What? I know, but I try to take my kids out like at least thirty minutes a day. I know, especially for my four-year-old, he yeah. needs it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared to let my son loose in the house. I can't, I can't let him loose outside. Listen. Yeah, he be. No. He's already w doing a, like WWE. Like he look like he want to jump off the couch and stuff. Yeah, let him let him do what he needs to. Nah, let him live, Henry. Not, let him, not, exactly. Not he's yet. He too, he too young right now. He 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 doesn't have that fear yet. And I don't, I want to, you know. Exactly. So put a mattress down. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I'll try that. We'll see how that works. We we'll try that. Yeah, let him. Do it. up here acting like he wasn't raised in the uh, BK. You know right. what we used nah, to I do. Went, I, I was raised in Long Island, and then I went to Fort Hood, and. Yeah, we play with bullets and stuff, but I don't want my son doing that. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I never like threw bullets in the ditch and like set off the bullets. No. Oh man, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised I'm still here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Hell, ain't God good? Look, ain't God good? All the time. <laughs> but yeah, so this week, well, for a couple of days this week at least, we will be talking about hot shots, which I'm excited to hear about this because. I know a little bit about hot shots. I'm still getting into learning more on the compliance side because I was looking at the numbers this weekend, Keisha, and y'all are right. They're definitely, for those in between 10,001 and 26,001 pound vehicles, they're getting pulled over a lot, a lot more. So, um, so yeah, this week we will be discussing a couple different things in regards to hot shots. 
We'll be discussing the safety and compliance, of course. We'll be discussing the financial differences um, and also the freight differences. And Keisha's going to touch a lot on dispatching as well. Um, but, yeah, I pretty much kind of just have just like want to get right into it. So, Keisha, what is it that you think? Because um, I know Desi did. He had a dually at one point in time, too. So please chime in. But. What is it, why is it that you think that a lot of people, especially in like 2020, 2021, like Hot Shots became so popular? Why do you think that is? I think it is because it's kind of, I ain't going to say the cheap way, but when um, it kind of is, it's kind of getting your feet wet in the industry. But it's also a lifestyle for so many other people. Like, I used to say, and I used to tell you this too, Kelsey, I used to be like, it's that in-between stage. But it's really not. You have some hotshot owners that just love the hotshot. They love that commodity. They love what they can, you know, They it's their thing. They don't want to step out and get a flatbed or uh, an 18-wheeler. It's, it's their niche. So I do want to clear that up, but it was an in-between stage. And let me throw out a disclaimer. This is my, these are my experiences and my opinions. Um, we're going to open up the floor and you guys can, you know, we can hash it out. But for my experience, Hot Shots was a way for us to get in the trucking industry. When I say us, I mean me and my, me and my ex. Is that how y'all initially got in before you decided to get a tractor? And the whole crackhead situation happened? No, 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 no. <laughs> yes. We had, listen, we had the hot shot. And then we went and got the trailer. But we always, always kept the, the dually truck. Like the dually's truck. Okay, I got a confession. Anything from the country I love. I don't, I don't, I don't dating-wise, I don't fool with nobody. Uh, surpassed Kentucky. So I am... <laughs> I'm a country girl. So when we talk about duallys, it's a lifestyle. Like we had these two duallys and we wasn't doing anything with them. So we were ignorant when we wanted to get into the trucking industry. We thought that we needed to go out there and we needed to get a semi. Well, um, somebody from his hometown was like, ah, nah, man, let me tell you what you put to work. Get you a 30-foot trailer and put that thing to work. This is before we got our CDLs. See, it's it, like we were talking last week. Um, the hot shot is dimensional. Like you mm -hmm. can have a hot shot 30 foot trailer and you, you don't require a CDL. Okay, slow down, slow down, slow down. So y'all got, y'all already had duallys before you just didn't even know that that was like a thing in trucking to where you could put a trailer on the back and actually haul freight and call brokers and get freight and different stuff like that right 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 and this was 20 this was 2013 yeah so we didn't have outlets like this we know we were we just we just country bumpkins yeah like, so when, when did y'all actually like, start when did y'all decide to like make it a thing when we bought the trailer okay. so we bought the trailer and my ex is from Dothan. He's not from Dothan. He's from a small town outside of Dothan. And they had a peanut festival. So they had a peanut festival and they needed peanuts moved and harvest. And his dad is real prominent down there. So they were like, hey, don't your son got that dually in that trailer? Tell him 
we need these peanuts, this harvest from this farm pushed here to here, or these peaches from here to here. And y'all, that's what that's when the light turned on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not even realizing that's literally like freight in all 50 states more than peanuts and peaches. That's and crazy. Then, and then I, well, he, I'm not even gonna say I, because we're still friends. I this, I was like, well, if we can do that, we can do this. And then, you know, he was like, well, I'm just going to go to CDL school. So when he went to CDL school, of course, those guys and those teachers put him on other games. Right. So, Lord have mercy, y'all. I never forget. Uh, we are both military and we both are paid at the first of the month. I will never forget. I woke up one morning. It was like uh, May 30th. We had got paid early. I looked and I looked at an account with the Navy Federal and it said $200. So I'm tripping. I'm like, okay, what? where's my money? Like, what's going on? What's going on? This man done went and bought two trailers mm-hmm. and then bought <laughs> another truck. What? <laughs> yes. Hey, I believe mean, he was starting a business. I, I right, right. So <laughs> we, we started. He was doing with, it for the fam. Right. We started with the dually truck that his dad gave him. And then he went out and he put down on a ram. So now we're sitting with two trucks, y'all. And then, you know, we just, we started the process. We we started from there. And I, I can tell you the mistakes that we made, but I'm going to let Kelsey go on with the next question. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into that. I'm, I'm taking notes as you're talking so I can remember to go right. back to stuff just in case anyone asked. Um... Just in case anyone asks, but that's something big that I definitely want to touch on as well. But before you continue, I want to go and ask Desi if he's there, um, how his duly experience was when he first got into it and why he kind of decided to go that route at first instead of going to get a tractor. Yeah, I got into it. It was um, kind of like she said, low barrier entry point. You didn't need a CDL. You just needed a truck. It looked cool. Sorry about that. It looked cool to do, but um, again, like we didn't have all the information at our fingertips like we have now. So I had an idea. I didn't have a plan. In a lot of ways, I was clueless. So I wanted the car haul. That looked like the cool thing to do. It looked like, you know, I I had other friends who were doing it. So like, yep, that's my end. But what I didn't understand, I didn't understand like the uh, pulling capacity of those dualies. I didn't understand a lot of things to do in terms of um, I didn't even know like the, I did know the weight capacity, like the 26,000 magic mark. But <laughs> it was just the, the actual toll that it takes on the truck. When you get three or four cars on that, three or four cars on that truck, or when you get a couple vans on that truck, that truck is operating at its full capacity. Whereas, and it just so happened that my motor blew in about 30 days, for real. My motor blew in about 30 days. It wasn't It wasn't about the towing capacity or anything. It was more about I had a bad truck. But um, being that as a May, when I really, I went to trucking school kind of like Keisha said her husband did. Her ex, I get confused, but um, yeah, you better I, stop with the time. He really better, he really I'm better just before you pop up in this room. <laughs> That's my brother in law, regardless. But anyway, um, so um, yeah, I ended up going to trucking school, and when I went to trucking school, it opened my eyes to like just like, okay, if you're gonna do it, do it big. You had you do have, 
I could always fall back to that. I just said, you know what? Because I, what I was trying to do, I think, in, in, in hindsight, is just I was avoiding getting my CDL. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just so difficult and so this, that, and the other. But once, you know, like my little initial plan failed, getting the CDL wasn't that bad. And when I got exposed to the 18 Woolers, I was like, man, I might as well do this. And uh, my theory on hot shots is that if you get a day cab, if you get a day cab and hook it to whatever trailer you're trying to pull with a hot shot, that day cab is going to snatch it down the road because it just has that much more torque and capacity mm -hmm. versus a, a dually. I don't knock nobody hustle. I mean, and it is a feasible way to get income. I just think like the wear and tear that it puts on a dually and from a cost standpoint, I just like, you know what? I don't know. And, and it could all be that I had a bad experience initially. So you I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it big. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you see how big the pickup truck I got now is. Right, right. But, um, but yeah, I was like, I think I'm going to just go with 18 wheelers. That's where I'm at with it. Um, both are feasible. And um, you definitely know we'll get into the cost and everything involved with it. Cost, fuel, uh, personnel. It's a whole lot. You know, it's a different world. But yeah. um, there's some advantages and disadvantages. Okay. that um, And I see both sides of the coin. So, yeah. It's, it's feasible. Well, we're actually about to get into that right now. Thank you so much for your testimony, Deacon Desi. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Deacon Desi. Uh, but no yeah, we're going to go ahead and get, get into that right now. So, Keisha, for those looking to get specifically into Hot Shot, I'm going to ask you specific questions so that if they take taking notes, they can know. Is there... Well, first of all, do you recommend whoever owns the truck to drive it or to hire what do you think? Definitely whoever owns it. Only because they're, it's okay. I wouldn't recommend getting an older truck to, to, to pull unless you got a new engine. I'm just going to be straight up um, because you, you're going to go on, like Desi said, it's a lot that goes into it. Like your check engine like com, comes on at like maybe 800 miles. Like you have to watch what you, what you, uh, Lord have mercy. You got to watch the weight. So if you watch the weight, um, it really, really, really plays a big factor on it. And I'm sure Desi's going to tell you that too. So it, it gets cost effective that you keep that truck in good standing. That's why I always say, if you're the driver, in a lot of these hot shots, I'm going to be real, it's not like a semi. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I'm buying these trucks and I'm going to throw people in them. Mm -mm. High shots are the biggest hustlers in this trucking industry, industry because they want to learn themselves. They are the first people that get behind the wheel and say, hey, I got to get this bread. So I will say that I've never heard. I may have heard of somebody saying, I'm about to buy these high shots and I'm going to make them work. Now, usually the driver is um, the owner and operator. I mean, we can turn on hand raising when, at 930 and get a different point of view. But I'm just saying out of my point of view and at a lot of people in my circle, we get in the truck. When I say we, I drove that hot shot i had to learn how to back in the trailer i had to do all of that i don't have a cdl but i did some local routes remember what i told you guys we had two trucks one older and one new speaking of trucks which ones do you think um are quote-unquote better or is it kind of like with tractor trailers of course there's ones that are better but you kind of have to stay up on your p.m 
I'm gonna be real. The only one I know about is Dodge. We stay in a Dodge family, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot down Ford because our older dually is baby blue still up and running. That he she gets up and go too. So I mean, like you said, we can open the room and I'm sure they're gonna have a lot of point of views about equipment. I'm not like Desi and um Andre, Adrian. I mean, y'all we. I just know what I know, and I'm gonna tell you. I stick with the Dodge family, and I have I have one Ford. We still have it. Well, he still has it, and it's baby blue. So compared to, oh, go ahead, let me get some. Let me get some. I want to set it off. Let's let's right. set it off. So, <laughs> I wish I had to start. <laughs> nah, it's Ford's. Um, the ranking structure from a cost point, cost standpoint, Ford, Dodge, and Chevy are the top three in no particular order. In no particular order. Um, I think Dodge comes in um, as a more cost effective. But Ford, Ford, that power stroke, man, They and I know some people going to come up and just put their name on it. Um, that Ford really, it really is a beast. When you get the right one, it's a beast. So, I was gonna say that too. Like we had we had turbo issues with our with our um our ram all the time. I'm like, damn, I can put in my own turbo, but um the Ford, I've never I've never had any issues I had with Ford was probably like Desi gonna say it got older and it was we needed to switch out the engine. So I will agree on that. Okay, so what is this that people always talk about this turbo? Why is that like the main complaint that people have with um, Hotshot? What does that come from? How does that happen? Different things like that. Desi, I'm still a girl. <laughs> yes, you are, my sister. That goes into the capacity I was speaking on. And I know when James and all those engine, real engine, engine guys come up. But that goes into the capacity I was talking about in which you operate in that dually at damn near full capacity, depending on how much weight and you know freight you have on there. Whereas with an actual semi, the semi, is, you know, its capability is like it'll just snatch something that's a strain for a dually. The semi is like it's not even burning much gas. It's a light load. You gotta figure like a twenty thousand pound, twenty six, thirty thousand pound load for a semi is light, but um for a dually. Well, that baby sitting down there scrubbing the ground, you know, in the back. So much so that I've seen people and I've talked to people who started doing airbags and a lot of tricks just so that they can make it, you know, you know, a little less labor intensive. Because, man, make no mistake about it. When that dually is at or above that 26,000, it is strain, strain, straining. And I'll just leave that at that. Keisha, what's the average weight that um I know when you're when you're doing your loads and things like that, um, do you try to stay below a certain weight limit? Like I know sometimes with semi trailer with with drive-ins, we'll say, Yeah, we can hold forty three thousand, but we really don't want to go over like forty. But I know with hot shot, it does matter with how much weight that you put on there and probably the commodity as well. Um, what's some of the things that that um kind of go into when you're looking at different freight and loads and stuff like that i will say trailer type type steel trailer wood trailer i need to know your your trailer type when we're talking about hot shots um i have one i dispatched for his weight max is 1400 because he has a 40 foot trailer but it's wood said 1400 1400 uh-huh 
What no, can you 40, put on? 40, oh, 40, I was about to say, girl, you can't put nothing. Fourteen thousand, <laughs> my bad. And then I have one that has a steel trailer, forty foot, and his weight max is eighteen thousand. You see how that works? Right. So, cause listen, I actually like two weeks ago, and I think I sent it to Kelsey and Desi. Maybe last month, um, somebody loaded a bobcat off of a um, tow truck onto one of my driver's trucks, and it cracked. It was if they loaded it wrong. So we got to think about that, too. Also, um, my 14,000, he stays under. He stays in that area because of his axles. So when we talk about weight, we got to talk about trailer park. We got to get that in consideration as well. I want to add one real quick. It's the combined. The truck weight does count. So whatever you have on the trailer is combined weight with What's truck. on the trailer? Exactly. Yeah, truck and trailer com- combination. It's now a combination vehicle. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that part. Um, Keisha, I was gonna ask you when you started doing hot shot. Um, where and and like I said, guys, this won't just be for today. If we have more information, of course, we could take this on to tomorrow as well, possibly Wednesday. But what when you started dispatching for hot shot and actually like got out of I guess peanuts and peaches? When did you start? Where did you start looking for freight at? Like, is it was it initially on the low board? Because you've been in it for a while. So, was it initially on the low board, or was it? Um, did you have to go to like other places, like you know, um, lawn stores? I don't know. Where did you look for the freight? Okay, so um, Truck Stop Pro. I'm a big fan of Truck Stop because Truck Stop been there when I started. DAT was there too, but it was kind of confusing for um, me as a as his spouse at that time, looking, you know, teaching my own self-dispatching, right? So I had to play with a lot. And I got a lot of hang, um, calls hung up in my face because a lot of a lot of brokers will say no hot shots. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's a um, preference, right, you guys? So what I discovered was if I'm oh, on- wait, wait, before you continue, why is it a preference? Um, because sometimes even though, okay, if it's 40 foot and it's under my weight, I feel like as a broker should let me have that. Right. But from bigger and larger shippers, it just looks more professional coming from an 18 wheeler, especially if you're delivering on site at a company. Okay. That makes sense. So, but now we're, we're leaning into this century where, all right, Forget all that. It's COVID. We need we need this freight. So the doors are opening. But before then, to answer your question, it was really hard because um, Truck Stop then didn't have the HS option on the low board. It was just flatbed step deck. And I had to find, I had to filter out the ones that I could take, like 40 foot under this, this um, weight. And it was hard. We took a lot of cheap freight. We really did. Um, and I learned that day how to partial up. So I got 40 foot uh, deck space. I will find some things, 10 foot, 20 foot, three foot, anything to get me to that weight. Okay, that makes sense. Um, what do you feel are, uh, actually, I'll ask you a question a little bit. Let's go ahead and reset the room. Um, Henry, you want to reset the room? Sure, sure. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You're now listening to the Trucking Breakfast Club. Today we're talking about hot shots. Is it hot or is it not? Um, when you come up, just be respectful. We're going to um, mute yourself. Um, we'll call on you. You can open up. 
Um, no advertising, very little, very little advertising, and be brief, be brilliant, and be gone. Oh, yeah, and we're recording, so be mindful of that too. I, before we even go in, I want to bring up Saint because he is the hot shot. His like um, YouTube, everything. He's a auto hauler, so it's a little different. Yeah. Also, um, we really want to, you know, hear from him because he's hot shot. He's all the way in. Yeah, I agree. And while we bring him up here, I don't know if you tried to ping him. I'll go ahead and try. Uh, while we bring him up here, I wanted to ask you, Keisha, what are some of the things that people try to get away with with Hot Shot? You know, it's a lot of stuff that people try to get away with with 18 wheelers, whether it be drug and alcohol program or anything like that. Uh, what are some of the different things that they'll be like, oh, I know I can slide through with this one? The biggest one is drug. <laughs> because and another one is CDL. Like, I have met so many people taking chances, um, hauling a hot shot over 26K. Um, right. Um, that is Even with an oversized permit, you still need a CDL. You still need a CDL. Yes. You still do. I don't care. If it's hanging off that trailer and it's under 26, you still need a permit. Like, a lot of, a lot of these hot, drive, hot shot drivers don't understand. But then again, then again, for the hustle, for the struggle, we had a, a, a driver that we thought had a CDL, and I am so glad it did not turn turn out the way. I'm sorry, I got a call. I'm sorry it didn't. It turned. I'm very glad it didn't turn out the way it could have. Yeah, very true. Everybody, let's welcome. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, Saint, what's up? <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh oh, you ain't on that truck this morning, huh? Man, I'm already halfway through my day. I start at 2 a.m. What? Why you start at 2? That's how I get my day rolling. We, we wow. get on the road. At I send my truck start at 2 in the morning. So, yeah. What? But where are you located to where you have to send them at 2? Who's picking up at 2 o'clock in the morning? Um, if y'all want to jump right into it, that's one of the beautiful things about Hot Shot, especially about cars, yo. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I stay away from General Freight is because I don't like to have to make appointments to load and unload. So one of the beautiful things about um, hot shotting and hot shotting uh, the cars like we do, we're able to deliver uh, prior to businesses opening. Or we're delivering to private clients, uh, to private mm. residents. But that makes, but see, that makes sense though too. Um, that's why I it wasn't my niche. And I, I've told Saint that before, like I hate, people have asked about auto, you know, um, hot shots and auto i just hated it because maybe he just put something in my head maybe i didn't have a dedicated driver that could be there in the morning for them to go through every car so that's good i you just hit on something yeah that's good um saying let me ask you what made you want to get into um hot shots specifically like being that there's so many other things that you could do in trucking as you come up if you're not I'm going to go ahead and mute you, but um, what made you want to get into Hot Shot specifically? All right. Um, I'm going to try to keep it really, really brief. Uh, it's a loaded question. Uh, so, one, I come from um, from real estate. I was doing property management prior to getting into trucking. Also, in addition to that, I was um, outside, if you guys get to just what I mean. Um, so, I was really, really getting it out the mud. I was, I was hustling. I was trying to figure out my way. Uh, my mother, uh, I think she just came in here. She was um, kind of on me about some of the things that I was doing, and I needed to bring some peace to everybody's life. Um, and so, that was when I started looking at, okay, cool. I needed to, I had the entrepreneurial 
hustle, but I just needed to really kind of do something very, very legitimate. Um, and then I, uh, my stepfather passed and a week later I found out I had a son on the way. And when I, um, and during that pregnancy, my job at the time would not allow me to go to my sonogram appointments. No matter what time I set them, my job was just not allowing me to go see any baby doctor's appointments. And that pissed me off. And then they wrote me up when my baby came because I went to the hospital to go to go witness his birth. Um, That's so, crazy. The same thing happened to my husband. I just had to throw that in there. That's yeah, the fact that I, they don't care about stuff like that is it's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's um that was kind of my turning point when I remember the second the day after my son was born. And mind you, I told everybody I was excited. I told about my baby, you know, the whole pregnancy every day. I just I wore their ears out about it. Um, but the day that he came, the day after the corporate officer called me and said, Yo, you know, called no showed yesterday and today, what's going on? And I'm like, I told everybody what's going on. And I said, you know what? It's gonna be a lot more of me no calling and no showing because that I'm I'm about done with it. That that that's it for Thanks. me. So um so now I I I got into trucking because I saw a friend of mine that was posting on Instagram, um him and his hot shot truck, and I was like, man, how how you know how's that working out for you? And he said, man, I do about ten thousand dollars a month. I said, cool, say no more. And then that's um and that was that's that was how I got really intrigued with it. And I started putting my plan together and I'm known to be very strategic in my dealing. So um, I just got really strategic. And for about six months, I just planned and planned and planned and planned and planned and planned and planned. And then um, I started putting my LLC and, and stuff together, uh, you know, six months later. And then, you know, we got on the road probably about six months after, you know, putting the, uh, putting the actual business together. And you started with just one truck? Yeah, I started with one truck. I actually started with a uh, 2008 uh dodge cummins and i was renting a u-haul trailer a little one car auto transport from u-haul um and I, I was just moving about with that i was ripping and running up 95 moving one car at a time in an open style trailer not really making any money but i was learning the industry um and i hustled that one car carrier until i could buy a um it's like a four to three car what? what how long did you do that uh some months a couple months it took me about, about two, three months before I was able to get a three car. So um, you reinvested everything back into your business and you probably didn't take any pay or anything out. I still don't. Interesting. I still don't. So I'm, um, I'm, this is going on our third or fourth year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not pulling a salary right now. The only thing that I pull out of the company, uh, really for my own personal is food and, uh, daycare. Wow. Sorry. I cut my phone off. That's dope. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, what is, so now that you are in auto hot car, how is that different than, and we're going to get to the rest of the questions in a minute, but mm-hmm. how's that different than, um, as far as pulling capacity specifications, how's that different than just regular hot shot? Like just pulling freight? Um, I can't really answer that because I'm not, I've never been big on the freight side. You know, I've still yet to book a freight load. I do have a DAT account. I've yet to use it. I do have a freight trailer. I've yet to use it, <laughs> but so is I, this your niche? Yeah, cars just kind of my thing. And before this, I was really, really into cars, so it just made sense for me. Uh, but isn't but there I, a lot of um? Don't they put put a lot of insurance claims and stuff like that on the cars? I know Keisha was mentioning they audit them as soon as you pull them onto the lot. Yeah, um, it's 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 been a learning experience. So one thing I don't like about cars in relation to general freight is um, the liability with it. So you do. Uh, there is a, a larger liability when you're carrying uh, vehicles, especially for private residences, uh, because, you know, any 
uh, ding or dent or anything, anything that, that that's happened to that vehicle during transit, you're liable for. Also, there's a lot of scammers. You know, a lot of people want to uh, place damages on you that were pre-existing. So if you wasn't very, very thorough in your pickup inspection, you're going to uh, catch flack for that as well. And then especially because of the kind of cars that we haul, we kind of target the uh, exotics and classics and um, custom uh, vehicles. So uh, they're very, very vulnerable. Um, they're very, very delicate. So it's a situation to where we we can't make any mistakes. What type of pre-trip, I guess, pickup type of inspection checklist do your drivers have to go through? How long does something like that take for them to look over the vehicle when they're there and then whenever they drop it off? So we use a, a, a software called Super Dispatch. Uh, to that, and I use that to uh, keep track of all our loads. And also in Super Dispatch, we're able to... Um, uh, uh, um, do all of our pickup inspections. And so every driver is, is responsible to do at least 35 pictures of the car that's inside and out. So they'll um, they'll go underneath the split of the car, the, the front bumper, get about 10 pictures there. And they, I make sure they get pictures of all the kind of hot spots. So like every rim, you know, because a lot of people put curb rashes in their rim. We don't want to get blamed for that. Underneath the front bumper, that's where most damages happen with uh, exotic vehicles. So I make sure that we get on there, do a whole video, also, uh, in addition to that, we do things like wear GoPros on our head, wear a GoPro on our chest, uh, so on and so forth. That way, the entire loading process is being recorded, as well as I've just invested into keeping um, with the enclosed carriers, keeping cameras inside the vehicles as well. And then I do a couple things different, too, uh, to make the customer happy. So we wrap, uh, we shrink wrap the vehicles with plastic. I was going to say that. I've seen that on your video. Yeah, so we do a few things different. because, And that's, this all comes from learning experience, Joe, just from taking a lot of bruises and having to pay for a lot of cars like i personally damaged the door in a ferrari i put like about a, a half an inch scratch on it and it cost me three thousand dollars um so i said cool we're not gonna do that again so uh, we shrink wrap the vehicles uh we cover the entire uh the interior with plastic uh we put a car cover on it once it's inside the trailer i also put gps trackers inside each vehicle that way the owners are able to track the vehicles as they're in transit as well as there's a camera inside the um there's ah. a camera inside the trailers so so how how do you keep up with all that media? Is that um is that dispatch software you have is keeping up with all that media or do, are you like hosting it somewhere because you said the GoPro cameras and you got all the cameras inside the trailer there mm -hmm. got to be a lot of information that you store. So for the GoPros um I just I, I take that. I'm able to just kind of take that off my phone. I just use the the regular standard GoPro app. I could I could Bluetooth uh Bluetooth that when they get back to the lot. None of my guys work OTR as well. So that that's another key factor. Not, none of my so you guys really could touch them every day. Yeah, I could touch them every yeah. day. None of my none of my guys are OTR. We actually hustle a lot harder because we're not OTR, because we still like we're based out of DC. So we go to uh New York City or North Carolina every single day. But we gotta get there, get unloaded, get back, you know, before eleven hours is up. So how does the um rates work with auto car hauling um one i want to make this very clear i heard uh keisha say that when they started out they took a lot of cheap freight as we did too but now where we are right now we will deadhead before taking cheap freight like i, I take a hard stance against that I, I will deadhead the trailer will go butt naked i will still pay the driver his uh i will pay the driver as if he's carrying a full load i don't care i do not support cheap brokers i oh my god i, I Wow. It's just because we got burnt. It's just because we got burnt. <laughs> I, I want I want to chin check so many brokers in this game. <laughs> like for real. But um uh the freight wise, in my opinion, and it, I, in my opinion, I know everyone's gonna have their own opinion. In my opinion, exotics 
uh, pay the best. Exotic, classic cars uh, pay the, is the best moving freight there is. But also has the higher liability as well. Has an extremely has an extremely high liability. Has an extremely high liability. I do not recommend everyone just get into you know hauling exotics because that's what's paying well. Just understand that you're really putting yourself out there um, for for a lawsuit or for an insurance claim or something like that uh, when you're hauling exotics as well. The people that can afford exotics, they act like people that can afford exotics. <laughs> so uh, that's a piece to it too. But yeah. also the one of the reasons why I also haul exotics is uh, to what I think. Uh, I think. Desi said it. Either Desi or Henry said it when they were talking about uh, using these dually trucks to their uh, to their full potential. And when I first got into the game, I was pick. I was moving everything. If it was a big dump truck, I was putting on the back of my trailer. I just didn't care. Whatever could fit on there, I was throwing on there, and I was not thinking of. Um, um, the livelihood of my truck and trailer. So now I do with hauling exotics, they're light. So I could put, you know, some Corvettes behind me, some uh some older classics behind me. They don't weigh too much. They only about three thousand, three thousand pounds each, something like that. So my truck isn't stressing. Desi, what you got? Hey, real quick, man. Impressive and very impressive business model, man. I'm bruh. If I was getting into the car hauling business, I definitely would um link up with you. So salute on that. Appreciate. Um, another quick point. Um, that job forced you to find, you know, find your niche, find you know your space you in now. So them being, you know, hard stand taking their hard stand make you it made you step out there. So hey, everything bad. It's not necessarily bad. Anyway, that being said, do you get paid per car or per mile or is it a combination? Well, Are you able to question. just name your price now? Um, that's actually something I wanted to talk about today with you guys because we was I, I just had another talk with another gentleman yesterday about this. Um, so for one, we get paid uh per mile in in most cases. Um, and the average going mile for uh, exotic vehicles is $2 a mile. That's kind of like the threshold of where we start at. It's about $2 a mile per car. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So that means each trailer, like between my two and three car carriers, we get about $2 per car. So about, about four, to six, four to $6 per. If there, Here's the other thing, too, though. The shorter the distance, the more we charge per mile. So, for example, I just took um, yesterday, I took two of the new Corvette C8s. Uh, from Maryland to Pennsylvania, it was about an hour and a half drive for me for twelve hundred dollars. Ooh, that car is so nice, though. Mm, so, sorry, it, so, now, now, how, now how are you finding those leads to uh, to do the exotic cars? That's what I want to touch on. So, um, quick, this is this is how I believe every business should work. I think that, uh, and this is one of the things I want. I'm, I'm getting into with my YouTube because I want to kind of touch on. Um, all the kind of get rich quick entrepreneurial businesses that people tend to get into and like uh hot shotting airbnb hustles uh uh Turo rentals everything like that and people will say oh man well these businesses aren't good well in my opinion if you don't have your own customer acquisition uh uh plan in place then yeah they'll, they'll, and you're relying on those platforms and it's going to suck so for us we book our loads from central dispatch and that's where the, the the bulk of your leads might come from but in my first two years i was like okay cool Central to keep your, your trailer full, but central should only be used as a filler. You is, be is, doing, it, is it similar like running that? It's like you're running the DAT board, but you're using that to kind of collect shippers and brokers you can work with to get your own freight. Is that how you're working it? So what I do is, um, yeah, it's, it's similar to DAT board and to truck stop. 
Um, but I, I, I just use it where most people might use it as their business model. Like a lot of people just go on central dispatch and that's where they claim all their vehicles. I use it as a filler. So right. every, so in my days off, but if I'm not in the truck myself, I go to every dealership that I can, or I might lay over at a, like in Raleigh, North Carolina or Philadelphia, New York, somewhere like that. And I'm going to spend a whole day handing out flyers, giving pens out, giving, uh, little mouse pads out that have our logos on it. You know, and I do different things like with my YouTube and the social media um, to kind of drum up, you know, some some clients. And I charge those clients uh, pretty high. I charge I charge them really high, unfairly, really. <laughs> but I charge them I charge them pretty high. So if a client calls me and say, "Hey, I need my Corvette," I move from let's say Maryland to North Carolina. I'm gonna say, "Okay, cool. Here's the rate." And then once they're finished booking, I'm gonna go on Central Dispatch and get a couple good paying loads decent paying loads to fill the rest of the trailer up nice and uh, and that mouse pad that's that's a super gym because for some reason nobody ever replaces the mouse pad so if you're doing marketing and promotion for your business give them a mouse pad even that person get fired the same mouse pad is going to be there and it has your business and what you're doing it so they'll call you Yep, I love it. I love My mother it. just texted me and said, I'm giving y'all too much game. <laughs> <laughs> My mom be saying that too. She be like, all right, you just going to sell your whole course. Huh, girl? <laughs> <laughs> she told me that yesterday. Miss Tiffany was on my butt about that yesterday, but that's a whole nother topic. Let's get into a couple of these questions. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? What's your question? Hello. How are y'all doing? Good. Uh, my question is not really towards Hotshot. I have a, um, a trailer that I'm needing picked up that's in Mississippi and transported to Dallas, Texas. And I was wondering if anyone on here does that. Boy, if you don't get get in my inbox, let's see what, what the hub can do for you. <laughs> okay. Um, how quickly could you do it? Because I've been working with a company, but they keep putting me off and I, my driver's just kind of waiting. What part of Texas? Dallas. Why Jen? Oh, we got people all in Dallas. Yeah, Jen Jen. Jen Jen is the Texas rep. Um, her she is in the audience. Um, please immediately um inbox her. DM her like now, Steve. And what's her name? Jen Jen? No, her name is Jennifer. She's in the she's uh -huh. in the audience. Wait. Pull her up. Yeah, Steven, do you already have a um pull her up here, Keisha? But Steven, do you already have a truck? Yeah, my I already have my truck. What kind of truck you got? Uh, 2017 Freightliner Cascadia. Why wow, is your um? You just have to go pick up the trailer for your truck. Yeah, cause I right now my authority's not all the way active. I can only run in the state of Texas. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got. I understand. Um, Jen, I'm say we go get a load. Right, right. No, he. I got you, Steve. <laughs> but I get what he's saying now. <laughs> yeah, I got you, brother. Hey, um, I could come on that one. I could come load it out and take me a load from Mississippi to Texas on that one. Maybe I was just about to call you and say, hey, right, what right. can we do? Well, I'm gonna shoot you a um, message right now. Yeah, we get that handle. You gotta worry about that thing staying yeah, there and get you rolling. Absolutely. So we'll keep Good Jen up here so you can get her information. Good work, team. And stuff. <laughs> Good work, team. All right, let's see who else we got. Um, hey Ricky, how are you today? What's your question? Hey Grand Rise, how y'all doing today? Uh, my question is I'm looking I'm looking for a mentor. I, I know there's mistakes to be made. I don't want to make too many of them. So, you know, you guys got any suggestions, anybody y'all can point me to as far as a mentor 
on structuring and starting this whole hotshot business. Oh, hotshot specifically? DM me on Instagram. Uh, who was that? Who was that? That was Saint. Oh, yeah, yeah. You the mentor that you wanted, Mr. Ricky. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, I, just, I just wasn't going to throw Saint's name out there, but you definitely, uh, <laughs> you, you're on the same stuff I'm on right now, but bigger. Yeah, shoot me, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I, I seen the bow tie and I was like, nah, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> No, Saint got the blueprint, bro. Saint got the blueprint. He need to go and package it up. Go and package it up, Saint. Yeah, I'm, I'm DM uh, 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 Saint. Are you one of those that don't answer your DM? He is. Uh -oh. he is. <laughs> I uh -oh. knew she was gonna say something. I knew it. <laughs> nah, I'm pretty active on it, boss. I'm pretty active on. I'm uh, shoot me a DM. I'm not, I'll shoot you back my uh my, my cell. You can text me because I'm I'm not that active on it because it's kind of flooded right now. But I I, I give you my personal. All right. You thank see you, what I'm saying, you, Kelsey? Thank you. I gave you it too. <laughs> yep, I see. I see. All right, let's take a minute to go ahead and reset the room. Today in the Trucking Breakfast Club, we are talking about hot shot or hot not. We hear a lot of different things in regard to hot shot. Um, we got two, what I feel, are experts up here. Um, thank you, Saint, for coming in and assisting Keisha. Uh, with this topic today, because you know I, was, I could do is ask the questions on this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do have a couple more questions. So, what are the different type of trailers that you can pull with a hot shot? Anything. I mean, when I say anything, I just mean like um, I don't know. Saying, have you heard of somebody having a forty-eight foot trailer for hot shot? I just haven't experienced it, and I don't like to talk about things I haven't experienced. Um, not a 48 like flatbed, but one of my trailers right now is a 50 foot. Uh, one of my car haulers is 50 feet, and then one of the ones that I uh that I'm looking to have built my two next ones I'm looking to have built out 52 feet each. See, and see, um, I always I like okay, so I'm gonna give you an example, and I'm I'm talking on the freight aspect of, of this. Um, my truck drivers, I have had a 30 foot for years and when I say years for maybe about a year because I was begging him to get a 40 foot because it mattered like you have a CDL why don't you have a 40 foot I used to just tell him that so Kelsey it definitely matters but no, I was gonna say can we stop right there and can you discuss the difference between even when it comes down to trailer size because it's the weight that you could put on the trailer that would then make you have to get the CDL can you touch on that Keisha it is the weight but I also do it by the I, I hope that y'all agree with me, um, Rashawn, and saying I also go by the trailer size because I'm not an idiot. I know anything that weighs over 26K is probably going to be on the 40 foot. So I, I kind of just stay in that 30 foot if you don't have a CDL. Like I was talking, you know, Tony from Florida. Um, I tell him all the time, I was like, well, let's get, well, he said, let me get a 30 foot. Just so he could scale it. And I think that's a good, I think that's good to do that to get your foot um foot in at first. Just like Saint said, he had a he did that first. Just to just to make your just to get a feel of it. But I have I you guys are men, and I actually drove um a dually 30 foot. It's a lot different from a 40 foot. Like the driving is different. Um I just think the difference in between is weight. 
capacity. And I like the 30 foot if you don't have a CDL, if I answered that correctly, Kelsey. Yeah, you did. And I guess my question would be, what is the point of doing high shot if you have a CDL whenever you can do move other type of, you could drive other type of equipment? Like what would be the point of, if you have a CDL still doing hot shot, is it the same type of, is it therefore like flatbed rates? You I mean, it, it's got to, it's, it's that person though too, Kelsey. Like I had to understand that too. Like when you jump in this and like, I kind I kind of got myself into something when I started dispatching bigger trucks because I wasn't showing love to hot shots. You get what I'm saying? Um, I just think it's just their niche. Like they just like that hot shot. They like that. They like the way it drives. They like that they, it's interchangeable. They like they they can use it on the weekend. They can just disattach their trailer. It's just some a preference for and take their magnets off. Oh yeah, take your damn. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> can I come? Yeah, go ahead. Keisha's right on everything that she said as far as I go, as far as the the appeal to uh, hot shots go. Um, Personally, I, I do like driving dually trucks. You know, personally, I do advise everyone to get their CDL. However, though, however, 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 I really don't advise anybody to jump in the hot shot. I just I just don't think that it's a uh, it's a viable business long term. That was my next question. Go ahead, yeah. elaborate. Um, for so many reasons. One, um, if you're gonna jump in the truck and it's a very expensive industry to to, to stay in, so you want equipment that's gonna be able to kind of last and maintain. And I, if you're talking about hot shot trucks versus hot shot trailers, they're both kind of the same as far as their, um, their, their shelf life. Uh, we destroy them pretty quickly, you know? So I just, and then to add on to that, the headache with it, uh, with DLT, you do get targeted by um, DLT at an astronomical, you know, rate than, uh, than with someone in a semi might. And then also when you guys are talking about the CDL, uh, it's very, very important because I see a lot of people might get in the hot shot because, like me, I wasn't uh, educated to trucking. So I was like, okay, cool, cool. I can drive this pickup truck with a trailer and, you know, it's not as threatening as a semi. And if I'm making some mistakes out there with my pickup and a trailer, the consequences aren't as bad. One, understand the tickets are the same. No matter how big, no matter how big or small your company is, the violations uh, are treated the same. The, the size of the tickets are the same. Everything's the same. The only difference is they're going to pull hot shots over more than they pull a, a someone driving a semi over. The other thing is, if you're not you, if you're not educated into trucking and the rules uh, of being on the road, then you need to be before getting on the road or putting someone on the road because some of these DLC officers honestly don't know what they're talking about. I literally just had a driver yesterday um, that does not have a CDL. But you know what? Hold on, saying I feel like every day you get on here, you don't dealt with DLT. Yeah, man. Because yeah. last week you I'm said a I hot shot. That's what we yesterday. do. I just had another driver yesterday. God, Bruh, I'm a hot shot. That's what we do. That's what we do. We we is us versus DOT <laughs> <laughs> every day. <laughs> but I had a guy, but this one was wrong, and I recorded their conversation. And I wish I was able to post that conversation here. Uh, here Put on, it on uh, Instagram. Somebody. We gonna go listen. Yeah, I will. I will as soon as we get done with this. But a DOT officer pulled one of my, one of my drivers over. Um, that had that was that was that was pulling, and he had two trucks, two small uh, pickup trucks on the back of his trailer. And the officer pulls him over, goes through, the, does a whole inspection. He passes the inspection. Everything works, brakes fine, trailers fine. Every, everything's a hundred percent. Driver's cool. The driver currently is in a pursuit of his class A. Uh, he just hasn't gotten it yet, so he has a class A permit. All right. 
So uh, the truck has a 14K GVW. The trailer got a 12K GVW. We're right at 26 on that rig. Uh, so he should be good to go. We He was uh, traveling through North Carolina, and he got stopped by North Carolina DOT. And the DOT officer told him that if it's over 10,000 pounds in a, in a combination vehicle, that he's required to therefore have a CDL. He lied. That's wrong all day long. All day long. That, that That's 100% wrong. But if you, as a hot shot, as an owner-operator, uh, or even as a driver, get out there and you don't understand the rules of the road, you're going to allow these DOT officers to kind of take advantage of you in this kind of manner. So uh, that driver, not knowing the rules like he should have, he just kind of went along with what the officer was saying and allowed him to put the company out of service for being overweight and then also gave the driver a ticket for not having a, a, a someone with a full class A CDL in the passenger seat because he had a because he he, was, he carried a permit, but that truck and trailer did not require a CDL. The GVW, the GVW, the combined GVW was twenty six thousand. Yeah, his actual weight was uh, twenty one thousand. Um, his he wasn't over length. The trailer was only thirty four feet long. You know, there, there there was no way that 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 rig would need a CDL at any state. You know, that goes back to this, the discussions that we have in regard to DOT, because I, I don't think say I don't know if you was in here, but a couple of weeks ago, we was talking about how DOT be doing too much. And that just goes back to that conversation, because like I told y'all, when they pull you over, it doesn't matter what type of car, what type of um, commercial vehicle you are in. They will find something if they want to find something. And they're just that type of officer. They will. They will find something. And that's what I, what I wanted to say, too. When you get pulled over, Kelsey, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. Saint experienced that. Yeah. I, I remember one time we were we were in a dually truck and we were moving stuff. Like this was stuff we like we country. We move our own damn selves. Right. So we was moving our stuff and DLT stopped us in Atlanta and was like, uh, where's your CDL? Man, I think he was quick on his feet. He was like, I ain't got no CDL. And then he just let us go. Straight like that. <laughs> hey, hey, the demeanor. Hey, hey Roshan. This is what What's I'm about up, to Kelsey? say. This is what I'm about to say, Roshan. When I went and I said that to, like, I had talked to a real DLT um, officer, and he was like, let me tell you something that they ain't nobody ever going to tell you. A CDL and a non-CDL in a situation like that is just like having your real estate license and someone that's not having a real estate license. It's some things that they can sell, some things that they can get fined for, some things you can't ever get fined for. So I was like, well, damn, I ain't into real estate. What the hell are they talking about? So when I did my research, it's straight like this. When you get pulled over and somebody's driving and you don't have, you really don't have no CDL and you're pulling stuff, that's all you have to say. I don't got no CDL. And it worked. It worked like two or three times too. I don't know which who y'all fooling with up north. That's why I don't fool with y'all. But I'm telling you, I was in Atlanta and this has happened twice. But did they have their, did y'all have y'all stuff on the side of the truck? No, hell no. Well then, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take the things up. Let's go ahead and let Roshan introduce himself. I know he got some hot, hot experience. What you finna say? Hey, say the only thing I was gonna say, it's hard to argue with him when you're going through that. I went through the same thing. I started my first three weeks in, I got put out of service in Illinois for the same thing. I argued with the DOT about it and all of that, but I still got the hit on it. I got put out of service for it. 
Man, listen, I'm going to upload the conversation that I had because I, the officer that put my guy to service, I called the officer myself, and we had about an hour-long conversation. Not about an hour, probably about 15 minutes. I'm exaggerating. About 15-minute long conversation. And I'm going to upload that to Instagram, and I want you to take a listen to it, man. I ain't necessarily saying argue with them, but it's a way that you got to speak to these men that shows that you on their same type of time. That you can't that you can't pull the wool over me. I know the law like you know the law, and then they, they go they, they take a little they take a step back. It's not necessarily like arguing. You don't want right, to right, right. create a discord with them, but you you definitely want to show them people that like, look, man, I'm not I'm not green to this. Hey, look, and 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 again, this is when I first started. So he pulled out. He tried to say the state of uh, Tennessee because I'm about in Tennessee. The state of Tennessee says this. So I'm like, all right. You know, we pulled up the graph. He pulled up the graph. So I'm like, I right, read it. He like, you reading it wrong. I'm like, you reading it wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you, you know what I mean? It, it, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. You got to know what you know when you're coming out here, especially dealing with the high shot and, and DOT. But uh, again, sometimes it's in a, you know, a, 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 a no-end situation. You know what I mean? I talked to the uh, the head trooper down in Tennessee, you know what I mean? He like, man, don't even worry about it. He, he told me, he was like, man, he wrong. You know what I mean? Put me back in service, whatever, you know, needed to be done. Roshan, how long you been, um, dri you drive hot shots, correct? Yeah, I drive hot shots. How long have you been in the industry? This is my second year. How do you like it so far? Do you agree with saying when he said, uh, what, say what you said about you don't on, recommend on, people going straight into it? Calls. I don't deal with calls. So I, I think that's what me and him are kind of you know, I don't deal with cars either, Roshan. That's his niche. I, I just I, I, serious with me. Uh, uh. If I, if I call and they talking about it's a vehicle, we don't haul vehicles. Hello. So what type of freight do you all haul? I mean, we just haul, haul general freight. Only thing I always had is is a container. But I mean, we hauling like right now. Get ready to pick up some AC units. Why you don't? Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Thank you, Kelsey. Why are you not picking up containers, Roshan? I hate them. I hate them. They 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 wind resistant. I mean they I mean you know they 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 catch a draft in the wind. I, I hate containers. They they're gas guzzler more than they are money get them. They are, they are. But I'm just saying if the money, if you was in that area and the money was right, because I got a, a hot shot that was like Keisha, don't I don't want no, I don't want to go to the damn port. I don't want no containers. Empty our field. So I just wanted to ask. <laughs> Only time I seen a container, this was a few months ago. I was up your way saying I was in Maryland. And they had a container going for 15 miles for 750. That was the only time I was going to pick up a container. That had been the only time I hauled some general freight. Yeah. <laughs> so are you over the road, Roshan? Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm usually out about four, five days. About about five days, about a good week. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. My boy yeah. said, my boy said about four, five, four, five yeah. days. <laughs> Leave him alone. Leave him alone. But that's good, though. We're going to let you stay up here, too, just because I think we're having a good conversation. I know that you could provide some insight and value. Um, I don't want to butcher your name, so I'm going to say good morning, LLG. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leticia. I am doing well and I am enjoying this conversation. How are you guys? Doing good. What can we help you with today? Or do you have any value to add? Okay, so um, we consider ourselves compliance queens um, in this industry. So I'm just listening in to some of the conversation you guys are having. And I really just wanted to ask, um, when you guys are receiving those violations and tickets from 
the DOT. Um, are you guys aware of how to go through the process of kind of like disputing those? Um, for instance, I think it's Ray Sean who stated that he has like a recording of the conversation, right? Um, you can take that information, guys, if y'all don't know, and you can go over to the DataQ website, right? And you can submit that information there. You don't have to just accept these tickets and things that these um, DOT officers are issuing you, especially if you have some type of proof. For instance, yep. if, you, if you had somebody who was like, oh, the letters on the side of your truck, they're not the right size. But you know for sure that your lettering is the correct size. Okay, don't argue with them right there on site. Go ahead and uh, accept that ticket, but then go and dispute that ticket. Take a picture of um, uh, of your, tr uh, your decal with the measuring tape showing that, look, it's the right size. So you guys don't have to just take this because like they just said, there's a lot of people who are DOT officers and they're just writing tickets for quota. Mm -hmm. so if you ever need to go to the FMCSA data queue, B-A-T-A-Q um, website, and you can submit uh, a dispute right there so yep. that you don't have that on your safety record. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. We, Andre, I think we spoke about that last week and saying, uh, I think you was in here too. When we were, you know, discussing starting your trucking company, obviously talk about audits and things like that, because, you know, we do compliance as well. Uh, we were discussing the fact that, yeah, you can dispute those different things. And I know, Andre, you have some situations where we all know some unless you have hard evidence proof. Most of the time, they're not going to take that stuff off. Um, it's like, yeah, a they, half, they didn't half, take my thing, you know. Yeah, the only thing I used data queue that I was able to successfully uh, argue was the the uh, the crash uh, where we ran over some road debris and right. were able to change the the crash to non-preventable uh, so that way I didn't have to like worry about like audits knocking down my door absolutely on. absolutely yeah so it's some stuff that they definitely are willing to change I do tell everybody too um I don't want to mispronounce your name how do you say your name look it's Latisha and good okay, morning, Andre. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I I advise them on that as well. That it's worth a try. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you have the correct information, everything's lined up right. If you went to court and your ticket either got thrown out or reduced, that's definitely always worth a try. Um, and then I know too from personal experience, even from doing it with myself and my clients as well, that you know it works or it doesn't work but it's definitely worth trying it's just like disputing things on your credit and you know if you have the all the facts and things like that then definitely it's obviously worth the try so that was a good gym thank you so much for that you guys are definitely welcome all right andre i see you you tried to come up here a little bit earlier but hand raising hadn't been turned on um at that time what do you have for us today what questions what gyms you always come with a gym well, the reason why I wanted to come up is to clear my name because I wasn't thinking a bunch of times. Let's start off with that, all right? I think you won, so calm down, right? Second, oh, my gosh, Andre. And second, of all, and second of all, I do apologize for leaving. I uh, One of the guys came back, and he's a chatty Cathy. So, you know, next thing you know, I'm like, oh, crap. I go in Clubhouse, and the room is disappearing. So, so how's it going, everybody? Good he was morning. gone. Yeah, because, you know, it's it sucks to wake up at 6 a.m., to be falsely accused of <laughs> overpinging somebody, all right? That's not a good look, okay? D happy daylight savings time, everybody. You only pinged me twice, but it was funny, Steve. I, I thought twice. it was an emergency. Because I'm thinking, okay, Andre doesn't have my number. Maybe it's an emergency while he's calling me.
Okay, okay, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we had a good talk, though. We learned so much about Andre and just, you know, his background and different things like that. He had left to actually go and do something else and came back to help the family business. They are looking for drivers, if I'm not mistaken, in Arizona. Yeah, so anybody that's on the West Coast, um, if you have any leads on drivers or anything like that, y'all are hauling what, Andre? Uh, we do 53-foot drive-ins. Gotcha. So, so General uh, yeah, Freight. Uh, um, I don't want to say General Freight after you know having Elijah's room yesterday. We're we're doing a little more like automotive parts. Uh, we do uh, some some plastic containers uh, and uh, things of that nature. So gotcha. we want to be a little more specific. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't get a chance to make that room. I had to um, <laughs> I can't be on Clubhouse all the time, but we're gonna talk to him about that too. But yeah, hey, I apologize. Didn't mean to put your business out there like Andre, <laughs> but we had no, fun though. That was oh fun. yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Absolutely. Up, what you had, Saint? I just want to ask Andre, what uh what boards do you use to find your loads with the uh for the drive van? Are you still using like DAT and uh and truck stop? Yeah, so I use DAT and truck stop as my general ones. But I also found out that you uh, you should probably expand more into the individual load boards. So, like, for example, uh, anytime I look for load boards, uh, like uh, my Google Chrome is like I have about eight tabs open. You know, I do have C.H. Robinson load boards open. I have J.B. Hunt's uh, load board open, XPO load board open, Coyote uh, load board open, because uh, some of those folks, they don't post all their stuff on the DAT, right? So they... They want to give their own uh, carriers that are like dedicated, you know, not necessarily dedicated to them, but like, you know, like faithful to them uh, first shot at some loads. So needless to say, you want to be like, you know, all over the place, like looking for loads. So DAT and truck stop, you know, they have a, like they have a lot of loads available for sure. That That's a good that's a really good starting point. But I strongly suggest to uh, look at the uh, the big name uh, brokers in the game and also like signing up with them right, right off the bat and using their load board as well. All right, will do, will do, man. I'm still trying to uh, get the gist of DAT. It's it's confusing for me. It is, especially with their packages, and they recently raised their prices too. So it's um, it's it's definitely all over the place. I I, I actually I like their the DAT interface a little better, um, because uh, truck stop, you know, with, with their tabs, it just it's 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 a little like uh, to me. Uh oh, like, uh oh, Keisha, no, you talking I, about what? Your truck stop. What? <laughs> That's just because you learned DAT first, Andre. Um, dismiss him. <laughs> and, are, and are you doing Trucker's Edge or are you using um that power? No, I use a Trucker's Edge. I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. I I am looking into uh, going into the higher tiers. Uh, Must have got a phone call. Uh, Roshan, I wanted to ask you, what low board do you use? Do you use a dispatcher? I use uh before they actually move and post their loads onto the DAT or the truck stop. My two main was a uh, uh, DAT and truck stop. I also use a JB Hunt. I love the JB Hunt uh, board. Uh, is there also you can use JB Hunt as well? Is there anything specific that you have to put into JB Hunt, or does it actually say Hot Shot? I can't recall. Or I, I know with JB Hunt, it's a few loads that they had uh, coming out of my uh, uh, out of the city. So uh, mm -hmm. I just get on there and I just. I, I, I guess I kind of know, you know what I mean? Like, like if they coming out of this area right here, I, I already know, even if it's say 48 foot, I can pick it up on the hot shot. So I guess it's sometimes, it, it's sometimes different. That's what I was trying to explain before. Explain again, sis. Like, um, some of them, like he just said, 
JB Hunt, they'll let you with a hot shot. Landstar, they'll, they'll let you with a hot shot. It just depends. But that damn King of Freight, they got the best loads for hot shots, but they are really adamant who can have a hot shot load and who can't. But they don't want to pay, though. King of Freight, pay. That's why you need a dispatcher, Roshan. Put yourself on mute. <laughs> Must must be a must be a hot shot uh, broker because I mean for dry vans, like, yeah, they're kind of like so so to be honest with you. Oh, King of Freight. Yeah, uh, just personal Thanks experience. Super right? cheap. Everybody has different experience with everybody else. No, King of Freight on my end, but see, yeah. y'all, okay, look, we can't argue about this because I can argue with Sean because he's in my area, but like uh, that Midwest area, you're in Arizona, she's in Texas. It's hot out this way, like King of yeah. Freight. King of Freight pays like um for example I had a King of Freight um and King of Freight don't play like they want you to be a year I can't even get them I begged them one time to say hey let me just you have two trucks please please let me but I'm telling you anything from South Carolina to Tennessee oh they gonna pay but it's a different it's a different um industry in that Midwest and in um the area where you're at Andre like King of Freight they they basically do business with shippers on the East Coast. Yeah, I honestly, I think in all fairness at this moment in time, well, at least for the past couple like months, uh, east of Mississippi pays well. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I'm looking for from the different perspective. And so I do have to put that little uh, asterisk there for sure. Uh, but real quick, I just wanted to jump in. Uh, I do apologize. Just uh, probably going to jump in, jump out. Uh, I just want to say hello. Good morning to everybody. And I also just want to touch on the equipment a little bit. So I, I don't do hot shot, but you know, I am a little, uh, little nerd when it comes to like uh, you know, tr uh, trucks in general, just equipment. And uh, one thing about the uh, the 3500s, I just want to just throw it out there. Um, I mean, I think across the board, all the all big brands like they have really good power plants. But when it comes to like Dodges, uh, they're uh, one of the. Was that my phone or his? No, that's his. He Hello? Go ahead, Andre. We can hear you now. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like the biggest thing is their uh, their <clears throat> their transmission, right? So. Uh, they had two options when it came to uh, the one-ton trucks, so the 3500s. One was the uh, the ASIN transmission, and the other one was the uh, 68 RFE. And the 68 RFE was the weaker one out of the two. So I definitely suggest, so if you ever, like, buy a new truck and you want to, like, buy something that's more reliable, like, long-term, is to get the ASIN transmission. And the easiest way to find out which transmission your truck has is to actually pop the hood and look at the dipstick for the transmission. So... If you're, uh, if I remember correctly, if you have the yellow like dipstick handle and it's like on the right side, like driver's side, that's uh, that's the ASIN. So that that's the good transmission. But on the left side, that's the 68 RFE. So that that's that's the uh, just a little weaker transmission, if anything. So I mean, like they're all like they can all be good as long as you take care of them. But if you want to like you know buy something robust out of the you know out of the box, the box just definitely consider again like an ASIN, and then. Um, the uh the ford you know they have the uh the, the the power stroke which is fantastic the six seven is a great engine but uh so far i've seen some issues with the their 10 speed automatic where um after like certain miles they do start like you know giving out um and then it's no good, hot what's up i mean sir you the, the that 10 speed with the full man is just no good yeah initially you know it was great like you know a lot of when it first came out like I, i've been like following some um some reviews and people were like ecstatic about it because it was shifting great but then it seems like it was just uh 
you know, kind of like crapping out on people after certain miles, which is, I hate to say this, but that's what you expect when there's a new product on the market. Um, but, you know, just, just a heads up. And then as far as the, the Allison's, you know, the, at least the old Allison's, like the six speed Allison's and the GM trucks, you know, they're extremely robust, but same thing with the newer and newer, like 2021, 2020 also like heard some problems. So like, you know, like, uh, because when you look at the trucks, like the first thing you want to look at, you know, so first thing people talk about is always like the engine, but the transmission is the one that actually, you know, turns the differential and turns the wheel. So you also have to like look at it as well. So like, that's just like my, my two cents, but I do have a question for, for you hotshot folks, as far as the trailers go, like, friends out there and uh you know they are they do have their uh, certain issues and also uh to tag to that question as far as the axles go do you guys prefer like the wheel seal like just the oil bath axles or do you prefer the grease axles hold on now andre <laughs> andre deep dive right i can get them all out the way <laughs> go ahead saint go, go ahead i like coffee before he even starts saint so go ahead I like Kaufman. <laughs> um, nah, Kaufman is good. The, the the trailers I try to stick with is Kaufman Appalachian. Um, Down to Earth is pretty good as well. Um, my the, my first, I just bought a freight trailer. Uh, it's a Down to Earth trailer. But for my car haulers, my good ones are Appalachian and uh, and Kaufman. And as far as my enclosures go, for anybody, I know you guys don't really do cars, but you know anybody in the audience might, that might be interested in, in moving cars, moving exotics or classics, um, my biggest advice is do not buy a cargo trailer. Do not buy a wild trailer or anything like it. Do not buy a, uh, uh, if it costs less than $30,000, don't buy it. That's, that's pretty much my rule of thumb. You know, right now I, I bought the wrong trailers coming in. I bought trailers that had like exposed plywood on the inside. It's, it's not a good trailer. It's not going to last you no more than like four months. Uh, other than that, uh, Andre also mentioned, uh, do you like the oil bath? Do you like the grease? I'm, I like grease. I'm gonna stick with grease. However, uh, for my axles, though, I like torsion over uh, leaf spring. They gotta be torsion axles. Yeah, I heard some good things about torsions for sure. Um, and then the grease ones too. I, I think uh, you know, for me, like you know, having the big trucks and trailers, you know, it's it's all about just oil bath. But you, you're running into issue with the with the wheel seals. And then somebody put it in perspective where uh, you have uh, pretty much like smaller seals and uh, the, the amount of force that goes on each wheel kind of like makes them leak more often than anything. Right. Yeah. And the, uh, I, I like the maintenance for the grease in my opinion has been easier. And then the replacement of having to swap out the hubs and stuff has, is a lot quicker uh, for me with grease. I just, I don't know. That's kind of my lane. I, I don't have too much experience with the oil baths, but I think I'm always going to probably prefer the grease of the oil. For sure, for sure. And and last thing for uh, saying, by the way, thanks for, for all that information. And for you, Lakeisha, you know how you mentioned like putting magnet signs and everything on the hot shots? Yes, sir. Uh, you know that you can't put the, the magnet signs on the new Fords, right? Because they're aluminum. I didn't know that, but Ford, yeah, you gotta I'm, go with I'm not, I got an old ass Ford. So I, I, I didn't know that. I got a Ram. I'm Dodge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will tell, I will tell those Ford lovers that <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much andre you definitely hey, appreciate you listen these questions are very 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 good um you have a lot of good information too i just want everybody to know i think clubhouse is having technical difficulties again so if you do get kicked out you know it's okay um i wanted to ask delana are you there 
Yes, I'm here. I wanted to ask, hold on one second. I wanted to ask you, what's the difference between um, trying to get, trying to go and get like a, like a pickup truck from a dealership to maybe do hot shot and versus going to maybe an actual commercial um, semi truck place and getting a truck just to know the difference. Like, do you think it'll be easier to use your business credit at like a car dealership? Then, you know, going to get a tractor or something like that. Um, I'm really not sure. I mean, it really, I guess, just depends. Sometimes, um, of course, getting just a pickup truck from a car dealership is a little easier. Um, but, you know, um, but when you're dealing with some of the big uh, carriers and getting that, um depending upon how you're doing it uh it could be easier to do that so it just really depends on the um who you're going through and the way that you're getting the finance um gotcha. that's actually a good question i don't know if roshan our saint can help me on this but let me tell you something it is so hard getting that car getting that dually truck with your business credit it's harder so what we've learned is we went and we got it through our personal credit right so, and we did not go to a commercial, a commercial, um, dually truck provider, like a big Dodge. We went to, we, we vented, we went to every car lot. Cause I'm going to tell you something, those used car dealerships, um, they don't know what they got on that lot, which they don't understand what a dually is. They don't understand what a hot shot is. So when they price these vehicles, they price these vehicles at, used car prices or, you know, maybe even um, Kelly book value depends on where you go. So I had to learn that too. Cause I was like, Oh, why are we here? And they got a big commercial Dodge dealership across the street. No, what he told me was you, you need to go to these car dealerships that's selling this because they don't know what they have on their lot. And we did do it by our personal credit. We did it through Navy federal. Hey, Lakeisha, can I get this? Yes. All right. Um, few things on buy on buying a truck. Uh, one, when I started out, the first truck that I bought, uh, like I told you guys, was a 2008 Dodge Cummins, right? Uh, and you're completely right. It's harder to uh, use your business credit, especially if it's not established by Kevin's pretty loud. Hello? Yeah. Hey, you can mind muting yourself, boss? Look, got a little yeah, bad. okay. My bad, my bad, y'all. Not to be rude. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's really, really hard to um, to buy your first truck uh, using your business credit, uh, especially if your if your credit is not established. So I did buy mines though using our business credit, and they use our personal credit to uh, to kind of back the loan, if you will. But it doesn't show up in my credit report, no my partner's credit report, or anything like that. But like I told you guys, I kind of pride myself on being pretty strategic. So if you guys are looking to uh, purchase a uh, a commercial vehicle using your business and you don't want that credit sitting on your personal credit what i did navy federal uh will finance you up to i believe 80 or 85 percent think 85 percent of a commercial loan uh for any kind of equipment so what i did uh coming in i went and i found all the small dealerships that i could that had a truck that I could use that I was interested in all across the country, really. And I offered them uh, 15% below whatever the KBB or MSRP was for that truck, right? 
because when Navy Federal is going to ask you for is uh it's a purchase agreement, a purchase order. So I, I, I what I again I know the guys can be his mentor. You guys, a lot of the advice that I give is kind of like some copper robbers. You know, it's what I it's kind of what I did. I don't know if it's good or bad or if it was right or wrong. But um, so what I did was I got a purchase order from the dealership that said one price offered the dealer 20% uh, below what the MSRP was. And I just did that until somebody did and then someone did. Uh, but then ultimately Navy Federal ended up cutting a check for 20% of the purchase order, which in turn ended up being 100% of the sale price for the truck. You talking too much, saying you talking too much. Saint. <laughs> I'm gonna you get a text. I'm gonna get a text from my mother. I'm gonna get a text you from my mother. I mean, wait, he's, he's talking. He's not talking too much because listen, we was in like what he went through. We went through. Like, yeah, like, people. People. This, this is the information that people need to know because yeah, they don't know. We got it, this know? money. What we do with this money? Right. Yeah, man, listen. Any anything that I say is, is really just based on experiences. I'm not saying that my experience has been right or wrong. Or like I said, it's straight cops versus robbers. Um, for me getting into this uh, to this industry uh but that's one of the methods i use i know for a fact that navy federal will, will finance you up to 80 80 up to either 80 or 85 percent i offered dealers 20 percent below like uh keisha said i stayed away from the big dealerships like coons and whoever she he and stuff that might have commercial lines or whatever and i kind of targeted those smaller dealerships um and just waited for somebody to bite on on that on that 15 percent below what they was asking for and i end up having navy federal finance the entire thing uh straight out and then the next method that i that, that was used uh was the for the following trucks we bought in our personal name but and moving forward this this is the the strategy that we use when scaling and this is what i, I advise people to do when they're coming into the industry again take it as you will um if you're shopping trucks even if you plan on being an owner operator having one truck i really suggest buying two uh if you buy new or used but that i suggest you buy two just because while one truck is down getting the maintenance and service and repairs you got to count on that you're losing a ton of money while your truck is down uh, and one of the best ways to do that is buy them both at the same time doing about two trucks uh, within two days of each other because the credit companies are going to believe that you're just shopping around and not understand that you're actually signing you know agreements to actually purchase these vehicles come up in the first 30 days so it just it does not, it does it does not, it does not show up initially so you got you got two months really before the credit companies know that you didn't sign that you didn't sign agreements and actually bought two or three trucks at one time so if you're looking to oh, get into high, you're looking to get into hot shot looking to scale your business my personal advice is don't really take it too slow kind of jump both jump all uh jump in like just get both your feet wet and get two trucks get two brand new trucks at the same time and just same day and know, know your hustle and disclosure. Know your, know your hustle disclosure. <laughs> right, right. And he's not, he's ain't doing nothing but telling the truth. We got that old truck and then we went out and got the Sorry Ram. About I, had a, I, had a, I had a call come in. But my personal advice would be to get a, uh, a 21 Cummins. Reason being, if it's 21, they don't have the CP4 issues uh, like the previous generation did or previous years did as well. You want to buy a truck that has as much warranty left in it as possible. So that's going to be a brand new truck. And then my uh, other tip is going to be to pay three full notes per month because you are driving these trucks and putting mileage on them and destroying them at an accelerated rate. Like you're depreciating them at accelerated rate. So not to accrue negative equity on your uh, investments uh, too fast. You want to pay at least three full payments per month and then get rid of the truck when your warranty's up. Hello. Okay. And I'm, I wanted to say, tell them, 
because maybe because they don't want to hear me because I'm a girl and they like it better from you. Do not mess up with Navy Federal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not ready to jump out on the pot and do all this. Don't don't fool don't don't fool over Navy Federal because they're the only ones that's gonna stick that long neck out for you. Navy Federal is the only bank uh, or the best bank that you're gonna come across. They're gonna be your best friend, or <laughs> and it's gonna hurt when you lose that relationship. Trust me, I messed them over in my oh, my personal credit. I tell you this much: when I uh, I got partners on my on my business, so uh, I couldn't even put my name on my on Navy Federal's business account because I had a uh, charge off ten years ago for twenty dollars, and Navy Federal is so petty that they would not. Yeah, allow they me petty. To open. They will not allow me to open up a business account with them because of a twenty dollar charge off back in two thousand and nine. But let me say that even pettier. Okay, Navy Federal used to be the Fort Seal Bank Federal. I don't know if the Army folks know that. Oklahoma. They nerd. They they merge. So if you screwed over Fort Seal, um, Navy Federal. Well, it's it's an entity of Navy Federal. You you're not gonna get whatever you need from Navy Federal. My friend had to experience that just recently. Like she was like, damn, I, I got in the army 19, damn, 98. Yeah, you need to pay them that $14, period. They hold on to that. That's hey, crazy. real quick, uh, hey Saint, I know you said that you uh you bought the, the trucks in your personal personal name. Uh just uh just a uh, heads up, make sure you have the uh, lease agreement uh physically uh in the truck that you have in your personal name. Uh, the lease agreement between the 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 person and the company because uh there at least i know of one state which is oklahoma uh if you don't have that you know that's like i think a 160 dollar fine uh because they need to have the uh the proof of the lease agreement between the uh the person on the uh the registration or the title and well, the, the, uh, the actual company the ones that i bought in my personal name i bought like i, I we I, I financed completely in my personal name, so there's not, there's no, uh, there's no lease involved. Oh, but, but they're not registered to. Uh, but uh, but the, the titles are in your name or in the company's name. No, that's so. When you say the le- the lease agreement, you mean have the? Uh, I'm, I'm confused. The registration. No, or... no, no. So, because uh, like for example, like uh, I have my equipment, uh, like actually my personal name, and it's leased out to my company. Um, oh, so that oh would, okay. Yeah, okay, so okay. that's the, the the lease agreement. So if if that's the case, you just have to make sure you have the lease agreement. So when you go through the Oklahoma wait stations, they don't uh, they don't. Take I didn't know that. Yeah, they know that. Did not know that. Didn't know that. You want to keep in your truck. Anytime you have a your finance in your truck, just keep the lease cover title page in there in your book that you keep in your truck. Good stuff. Did not know that. All right, let's um move right along. Henry, do you want to reset the room real quick? Sure, I got you. No problem. Today you're listening to the Trucking Breakfast Club, and today we're talking about hot shot or hot not. Is it good? Is it bad? We're about to find out. You know the good, bad, and ugly. When you come up, be respectful. Mute your mic. We'll call on you. Then we'll open it up. Um, we're we are recording. recording. Yep, yeah, we are recording. So be aware of that. If you don't want to speak while being recorded, you can just hit us in the DMs, and we'll say those questions out loud for you. And be brief, be brilliant, and be gone. Elijah, I called you up here for a very specific reason. I know we was going back and forth the other day on Hot Shot, but I wanted to ask you, um, for those who don't know, for those who don't know, when you get a Hot Shot that is a commercial vehicle, you still have to get commercial vehicle insurance. Can you speak a little bit about that and about the cost that they possibly can expect to Uh-oh, he may be on a call. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, he might be on a phone call. Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Hey, Kevin, are you with us? 
that he may be on a call too. Yeah, we'll come back to him. Um, let me see. Trying to think. I think y'all gave us so much good information today. I wanted to ask um, Keisha, how do you typically go about when you're dispatching? How do you typically go about getting carriers specifically for hot shots? I know you probably have to be like so talented at it that like they want. Yeah, again, that's that uh, clubhouse. Yeah, I just kicked her off. I got kicked off, too. Oh, Lord, yeah, we might have to cut this out. <laughs> we might have to cut out a little early because clubhouse is tripping. But I was asking you, Keisha, how difficult is it being a dispatcher with a hot shot? It's not really difficult. It's just strategic. Um, my boards don't just have a hot shot um, commodity. Like, I do flatbed, I do stepdad. And like Roshan said, I just play with the, the foot, and I call them. Even if they say um, no hot shots, I call them and I'll be like, why? Why? That's a good idea. I can, I can get it for you. Why? <laughs> now, I, I do have a question now for, for, for those running hot shots. Now, I know Saint said he was running local. Like, did you start off local? And for somebody that's starting out in hot shots, what's a good estimate about how long they need to be out to make the money that they need to make to be profitable? Uh, that's a good question, Henry. That's I go good. coast to coast. When I mean not coast to coast, I go state to state i go state to state um which means if i'm in georgia i'll go to mississippi I, the farthest i go is texas um which i don't like going to texas because you can't get out of texas and you can't get out of florida um if i go up north i will probably hit pennsylvania and that's it so i mean estimated time i would say maybe Two days reset, two days reset. That's just me. You can it's different for everybody else, but I'm just catering to my drivers at this point. I'm not driving. So they're so they're out two days and home two days, right? Right. Okay. No, no, no. I got one that likes to be out Monday through Thursday. I got another one that likes to be out every, all all the whole week until Friday. And I got one, <laughs> my ex, who just do what he wants. He tell me what he's gonna take. So I mean, it's just different drivers. <laughs> So that two days and two days on, two days off, they're able to stay able to still make a profit doing that? Heck yeah, because they're they're gonna stay where the next load is. If that makes sense, Henry. Oh, so like they're not him. going home, they're staying somewhere yeah. else. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And what about you, Saint? Did you start always started off local or did you like went over the road, then do local? Nah, we uh we've been local the whole time. Uh more or less local. So uh I don't know. We travel. I keep my trucks roughly about 300 miles from home, 300 miles from D.C. Uh, the furthest I've been south is Florida. When the pandemic hit last year, though, uh, we started uh, we switched things up a little bit. So typically we was running between uh, Jersey, Philadelphia, down to uh, Richmond to Raleigh, North Carolina. That was a really good load, a really good uh, lane for us. And then when the pandemic hit, the load board got really, really uh, skinny. It wasn't wasn't a whole lot of uh, loads being posted. So I switched up the game plan. I said, OK, cool. My mother wanted me to fire everybody, <laughs> but I said, instead of letting everybody go, uh, let's just see how, how we can make this work. So running from New York to Atlanta was paying really good. So I said, okay, cool. I'll just do one big load from New York, send all my guys up uh, to New York and we'll pick up, uh, I think 11 cars out of New York and then we'll just shoot them all down to Atlanta and that'll be it. They go down to Atlanta, lay over in Atlanta, and then they're back home the next day. We'll pick up in Atlanta, and then we're back home the next day. And then I had uh, a couple guys that stayed local. So my local guys, they would deliver the freight that we picked up from uh, Atlanta, 
and he'll deliver them to like Philly or Jersey or New York or wherever it's going. And then they'll also like pick up for us too. And then I just had my like my set five guys or four guys that would run out to Atlanta with me. Gotcha. But other than, other than that though, um, I don't know. I tell people all the time it's kind of based on where you live at. Where I live at is pretty cool. Being in DC, uh, it's a nice hub for uh, for vehicles as well. New York, and then we like up down ninety five for us. Like New York, uh, Philadelphia. Baltimore, DC, Richmond, Raleigh, Charlotte. It's all really is a really good network, really good lane for us. So we don't really have to go out too far. And then my trucks could still average anywhere between uh, about five to seven per week. And my drivers come home every single evening. Are, are you um are you getting an influx of leads from all the exodus from like the the major cities like New York and stuff since the pandemic hit? Um. And originally, uh, it was kind of an influx in leads, but I think it was more due to um, a lot of trucks pulled off the road. A lot of guys went home. I got you. What I noticed. And then uh, what I also what I noticed was that even though the load board had way less cars on it, they were willing to pay more. And then I and then during the pandemic, if you had a car in New York, yo, I was taxing you. We was putting on the full hazmat suits, and, <laughs> and we was we was charging like you know three four dollars per mile if you wanted to get a car in New York, just because it was such a hot area for COVID. Um, yeah, we were still going to come get it, but yeah, we 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 was taxing people, and they was willing to pay. There was no argument there. So gotcha, gotcha. Uh, now, all right. So for somebody who's just starting out, brand new in the hot shots, it's for Satan Keisha. Um, what would you tell them to pull and what would you say is like an expected kind of profit margin they can see at the end of the month? I would say don't pull up, don't pull auto unless you're, unless you're ready. I would say stick with general freight, get your feet wet. That's just my opinion. Saint. Um, and if you have, if you're just starting off, I say you're a good week for general freight could be about, Max four thousand. Is that that's gross or profit? That's uh that's gross. Now profit. Oh man, profit probably about I take I say profit always Henry a thousand out because you don't never know what's gonna happen with a dude truck. Gotcha. I say this though, if if you just starting out with hot shot, know what lane you at, know know where you at, know what freight moving at, because that'd make a whole big difference. When I first started, I just did a whole bunch of running around until I actually seen. I thought you, you I, I think the mindset is you do a whole bunch of miles, you get more money. But that, that can be different in, in anything, any type of equipment you're out here running. So you're doing a high shot. You definitely got to know what lane you're going into to, to where the freight is moving at for you. And before um, St. goes, I want to tell you hot shot dispatchers this. Don't ever look at the money. You always look at the rate per mile. These brokers out here, they'll try to play a hot shot because they feel like it's not a they feel like it's not a larger truck. Don't look at no money. Make sure the rate per mile makes sense. I don't care what you're doing. Unless you're partialing up, which is different. You can take freight and put on, you know, um, build your 40 foot up. I tell my students too, when you when you dispatch, you look at the rate. That's why I'm, I want you guys to understand something. When you talk to a broker and when you look on a low board, they always got the price. Nah, let me figure that out. Give me the rate per, per mile, the RPM. And that's all I got on that. Now, do you do you count your deadhead when you're figuring out that rate as well? And then you do, sure you, do, do you change the price for the days that you're holding the freight as well? 
We sure do. Um, if Jennifer is available, she can give him the equation. And that's all the thing I'm going to give you for my class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Um, so I'm, I'm one of those big dispatchers who include deadhead miles in everything that I do. Um, so how I get or how I choose my rate is I do loaded miles plus deadhead miles equals the total miles times what I'm wanting to get the rate per mile, what's the lowest I will go. And then I always add $200 additional for fuel. And, then and that's, all, that's all we dropping from the, you got to sign up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'll just say, I know for me, like I try to factor in if I'm holding a freight for a certain amount of days, like I have to like, I ca- try to calculate the profit for that day. So if I got to hold it for three days and they'll be like, all right, let me make sure I tax them for those three days. I got to be holding this along with the rate per mile. I'm not holding freight for three days unless it's like a Friday over to a Monday and they doing a reset. But I I mean, I mean, what I mean by holding is like, you know, like if you're doing like whatever thousand miles, you know, and you're going to be holding it for that long. I just feel like I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to tax that on because I want to make sure I'm getting a profit for every day that the truck is running, even besides the the rate per mile. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Sounds good. Let's ask. um, Thank you, though. You did, they didn't um say answer the question. Uh, oh, go ahead, Saint. My bad. Um, I agree with uh, what Lakeisha and Rashawn said. So if you're starting out in hot shot, I do not advise doing cost. Um, it's it, it's it's too difficult to understand why. You know, without doing it, without trying it. You know, like I I imagine that Rashawn had taken a couple cars before and he got the experience with it. Um. If you're starting out in a house, I stick with general freight. Uh, your consumer base is a little easier. Your, the customers are a little easier, I imagine. Um, cars can be difficult, especially uh, uh, the kind of cars that we do with classic and exotic vehicles. Also, keep in mind that you can't factor cars. I don't care what any factoring company tell you. You can't factor cars. Oh, that's a uh, good, that's a that's good a point. What are you, you on, net 15 or net 30? It depends. It depends. Uh, so a lot of vehicles are going to be net 15. Some going to be net 30. But then also you gotta uh keep in mind that even if it's a net if it's a net two, 15, 10, 30, no matter what it is, uh it's gonna take them like an extra week or two to actually get you a check. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're not actually like so if it's a net 15, you're not getting a check at, on, in 15 days. You know, they might they might mail a check out in that 15th day if you're lucky. Uh but then it's gonna take about five days for you to get it. So, you know, that's one of the most important things for cars that I do not like that I absolutely hate. Uh, I tell people all the time, if you're going to get into car hauling, you need to have a cushion of like $35,000. You got to pay drivers and everything. Yeah, you, can, you need a cushion of like thirty five grand. So I do not advise jumping into hot shot doing, uh, doing vehicles. It's just, it, it, it's tedious work. Um, other than that, so what, make, was, what makes you continue huh? to do it if it's tedious? I like cars. You know, it's oh. my thing. So I get to do what I like every day. So, and then like Henry, someone like, you know, if he's going to hold on a freight for like three days, something like that, then I've had some guys, like I move uh, some exotics for like rental car places, like exotic rental car places. And <laughs> if I got to hold on to their freight for like three days or something like that, I'm going to call them and tell them about like, hey, it's going to be this much of an upcharge. And then someone might be like, yo, fuck it, take the Lamborghini out. You want to take a half for the weekend? Do your thing. Bet. You know, <laughs> we work out agreements nice. like that sometimes. So sometimes work becomes play like that. Like uh, my mom went down to Miami. We pulled a load down to Miami. I had two um, McLarens with me. And the guy with the, uh, that owned the McLarens was like, yo, just go ahead and take mine. Get your mom one. You take one. And, you know, it's going to be a while before I get down there. They were just opening up a, a rental car dealership. They already had tags and insurance and everything on it. So no harm, no foul. 
Now, um, um, now, how do you do with hiring drivers if you have car hauling? Like, what do you need them to know to be able to start hauling cars for you? So, for the way that we did it prior in 2019 um, and 2020, when I was hiring drivers, they spent a month with me on the road. Um, and that month included uh, how to drive, uh, DOT laws, uh, how to deal with DOT, um, also how to... Um, Oh, um, how to strap, uh, so on and so forth, how to deal with customers. Uh, and one of the biggest things is communication, communication with me and my partner, as well as communication with, uh, I had my drivers, they would call the customers directly, uh, too, but we try to deliver that, uh, Chick-fil-A service. So that, that was one of my biggest thing. You know, if you can't come into work. I don't care if it's two o'clock in the morning, you don't get to have a bad day. I'm sorry. You you don't get to have a bad day. You don't get to be unpleasant. You don't even get to be just regular. You got to deliver that Chick-fil-A superior customer service every single day, every single time to every single customer. The one time that you're not, uh, I'm kind of through with you. But then in recent times, uh, because of the way drivers treat trucks, um, we moved a little different. So we actually got rid of all of our drivers and started from scratch. And uh, the agreement that we had with them now is a little different and uh, it's a little innovative. I, 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 it's, it's not the traditional way that uh, any trucking company probably would move. Uh, is it is it like the secret sauce? Can we know a little bit? <laughs> Hang on one quick. Let me scroll to see my mom in here, man. I'm trying to get these messages. <laughs> <laughs> no. <what? laughs> Let's um let's get to Ken dressed real quick and ask her what is her question. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. All right, good deal. So I know that the topic is hot shot or hot not. Um, so maybe my questions pertain, maybe they don't. But I wanted to see what as a startup, what you guys' idea would be um whether to start out with hot shot or to start out with box trucks. That's a good question. It's a good question, but it's different commodities. Like yep. a hot shot is not going, it's not even in the same area as a box truck. For one, um, for one, a box truck is, is a box truck is a box truck. You get what I'm saying? My loads are not going to be necessarily your loads. Like you're, you're, you have a box truck, you're closed in. I have a hot shot. I'm, 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 I'm a trailer. I'm a little flatbed. So you got to think of it that way, too. I don't know whoever want to input on it. Thank you, let me let me get some real quick. What I've noticed today is the cost, the cost for a hot shot. <laughs> like I heard Rashawn talking 30,000 on trailer. Man, I could do those numbers in my semi world. So just, you know, be real cognizant of, of the cost. Um, whereas, like, say you got to connect it with the box truck. You've got a one piece unit. So all your costs is all inclusive, where there are um, other cost factors involved. If I'm correct, Saint Rashawn Keisha, you see that, right? No, no, you're right. It's just it, yes. it's a different truck. Like they don't even need to be together. Like you know, my routes. I I don't. I've never picked up a box truck uh, route. I'm just gonna be honest. Like you know, a box truck is their own lane, their own dimension, their own monster. I say this as much. Um... For a couple of friends that I got that used to run box trucks and for um, uh, like the, the I like watching YouTube guys or whatever. And there's this one guy on YouTube that um, is always on 
damn, what's them guys' podcast? Uh, uh, eat, eat your leisure, something like that. Are you leisure? Are you leisure? Earn your leisure, earn your leisure, yeah, earn your leisure. So they always feature this guy. I can't remember his name, but he used to run box trucks, and then now he has a bunch of semi trucks. And from the outside looking in, it seems like, from my perspective, that no one's box truck company has made sense until they got up in the eight, got up in a semi. You know, and whereas I know a lot of guys who has made who have made hot shots work. You know, have made hot shots profitable and, and earned a decent living with hot shots. I don't know why. I don't know if hot shots are more versatile or not. But I could tell you that from 10 plus people that I know personally, they like, yo, yeah, the box trucks didn't make sense until we, we jumped up in a semi. And I think he means that because, you know, like everybody's on this box truck hysteria, right? Because it's popular and it's popular. It's probably popular. I'm just saying my point of view disclaimer, nobody from the box trucks sorority come and jump me because my friends are in box trucks. Um, Not sorority. They got to listen. <laughs> I'm just saying, from my advice, like, you know, this box truck stuff is really big business because of COVID. You got these contracts with these um, Amazon, FedEx, everybody, everybody's outsourcing a box truck. But I was just talking to my friend Ebony about box trucks. Box truck trucks are lucrative, too, because you keep them local. You can attach on to a furniture company. You can use that truck on the weekend for moving. Like, you, it's different things you can do with a box truck. I'm not I'm not looking down upon box truck because they make money. I just I'm like saying I want to know your top top dollar because my friend Ebony, she's buying a, a semi. So 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 she's switching up lanes. So that right there will tell you, you know, it, it's lucrative, but um you want you might want to tap into something else, just like hot shots. I think hot shots is a level, although Saint he he can capitalize on it because he's doing that auto. But Roshan, I know Roshan gonna have some some um semis in the near future. You see how that works? Right. And that that is the ultimate goal. Um, me and my husband, we have, he has a CDL. He has ran our first truck. He ran it to, uh, into the, in the oil field. We pulled it out um, when we had another driver because they just kind of tore the truck up. The oil field roads are so bad. The lease roads are so bad. They, the truck was just tore up. So it's been down for a year and a half, you know, getting rebuilt basically. So we're just trying to see what other avenues as far as, in the trucking industry, what other avenues we can go to help build more capital to get more semis? I think you need another um, point of view too, like um, box truck girls. They got uh, Lottie; she's real popular in um, Philadelphia. Um, you got Camille, you got Ebony, you got Twin Lions. Like, reach out to those people and then just do your research. Like, I can tell you, me, Saint Rashawn, we can tell you all you need to know about a hot shot. The in, the ins, the outs. I can tell you from my level. Um, I'm not a driver driver. Um, I just, you know, for my level, financial, my level, financially, they can tell you about driving just to have to just research um, the joy about now we have clubhouse. Now you, you can research, you can't jump on and ask questions and get real, real, real time, authentic qu- answers. And one thing I say, uh, the difference between a box, I mean, a hot shot and a, uh, the semi, I mean, the numbers is di- different. I had the step deck. I mean, my step deck was doing. I mean, them numbers, them, the the numbers are totally different on, on on depending on that. So I would say I like the way the hot shot move. I love the hot shots, but just the numbers are no comparison to like a big truck. Got it. Right. Thank you. Oh, 
All right. Good, good, good information. Uh, we are getting here to the end of today. I just want to see, I know Clubhouse was having a couple of issues. Like I literally kept coming in and out, but just wanted to see, was there anything on today that Saint or Keisha or Rashawn had to add or Desi or anybody <laughs> had to add when it comes to this specific conversation, kind of what you took away from it. Uh, what was your biggest hurdle? I know Lakeisha, you wanted to even touch on mistakes made when driving a hot shot um i don't know if that'll take up a lot of time but you could even touch on that if you want to as well i mean my biggest mistake is not thinking out the money not um not being smart enough to make both trucks move um a big a big mistake too is driver retention um i i know here we have a no cuss policy but i'm gonna say this ain't nobody gonna take care of your shit but you and when people when you get drivers they feel like when they're in a hot shot it feels like just a truck you know what i'm saying you have to you have to make sure you're vetting these drivers you got you know bigger trucks and i have and i am i have a bigger truck too you know we always say you know driver retention driver retention but nobody really says anything about the hot shot um i think it's different because you know um it's hard to keep hot shot drivers uh they get bored easy they um they got a lot of thinking time. Like let's let's talk about that. Like um you want to put in Roshan? I mean I just say with the hot shot, more of it is is also especially if you OT uh, if you over the road is 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 that uh the living you know what I mean like like you got to live in this truck and I think that's what make it kind of hard for a lot of people in my mind versus a semi you know what I mean you put somebody in the semi I mean they got plenty of space to move around do whatever they need to do. And that's what I meant by they, they minds idle. You know what I'm saying, Rashawn? is saying, like, they sitting there, they thinking, like, you know, uh, I'm in this truck, or I'm in this. And then you have some drivers that appreciate it, appreciate the comfort, appreciate the second chance. Like, um, hot shots are the second tra- second chance uh, vehicles. Like, I'm not vehicles, but um, trucks. Like, you have a lot of people that, you know, come out, may have had felonies. You know, those are hustlers. Those are the biggest hustlers, and they might want to start off with a hot shot first. But you know what, Keisha? Even if, now that you said that part, I'm thinking that even if something was to happen and their CDL got messed up because something that happened with their company that fell onto the both of them or anything like that, and insurance is just, like, over-the-top ridiculous for a specific 18-wheeler hot shot like you said, it may could be the way to go to it. You know, if it has nothing to do with them. Right, right. My first drivers for hot shots were um, felons. And, you know, um, one of them merged out on their own. And I'm very proud of them, you know. But um, like you said, it's like a second chance for them. Like it, it gives them the feel of a truck, but not a big truck. Um, it's comfort. You know what I'm saying? You got you, your seats. It's just comfortable to me. But like Roshan said, you know, we don't think about them over the road, putting them in a um, hotel. You know, they got to sleep in their truck if they're stuck in the area, period. Man, listen, drivers going to be drivers uh, regardless. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't care if they over the road or if they local. Drivers, drivers are going to be drivers regardless. Drivers are headaches. Um, drivers probably, when we first started, it was just me and my two partners originally. And then one of my partners fell off, and it was just me and the other guy, my my, my partner that I still got right now. And then we went down the driver uh, the driver trip. Uh, my personal experience with drivers is they suck, need it, but <laughs> I I personally don't like it. I'm just keeping it keeping it a hundred with you guys right now. I I personally don't like it. Um, and with my drivers, I pay 
let's be very transparent. I paid $32, $35 an hour. Wasn't paying per hour. I paid $32, $35 per hour. And to my knowledge, I was at the top of the totem pole uh, as far as what these oh, guys yeah. could come. Top, top. Top. That's top, top. Yeah, for what, for what these guys could bring home at the end of the week, right? Um, other thing is I paid 30 to $35 an hour. I paid these guys taxes. I also paid... Um, uh, I paid room and board when we started doing the Atlanta trips. So I would uh, end up renting a house down in Atlanta, nice, big, huge house uh, down in Atlanta. And then also um, I was paying for food. So every time I went to Atlanta, they had breakfast and dinner delivered, so on and so forth. So I tried to treat my drivers as best I could. And their loyalty was up and down. It was a roller coaster, you know, but at no point was mine, you know, and I I, I could say that like 100%, like no point was mine. Um, so when it comes to like having drivers, Joe, I don't care if they over the road, if they coming home every evening, people are gonna be people. Uh, like Lakeisha said, it's a lot of time in the truck for your for your mind idle. The crazy thing that that backfired on me was I feel like I put so much out and I was willing to give my drivers so much that they thought that I was bringing in so much more. Therefore, they were uh, deserving or not even deserving. Count their money. Obligated. Let's just be real. Yeah, they, they, they count. They count. They count. Idle, they exactly. Count your money. So, so that that ends up being a huge thing, and that's uh, one of the reasons why I, I I hate having drivers, yo. So, um, is and, and and they're able to see on I don't know how with general freight predominantly, but I know with cars and the softwares that we use, they're able to see what the customers are paying, is you it? know. And so they get the counting and figuring numbers, but they only count the money coming in. They're not counting the money coming out. So, you know, these are grown men and women. Um, that's not that 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 that's getting their way their own way. So. Uh, Henry, you had asked me earlier, and forgive me if I start to ramble. I just, I yeah, we got about three yeah. minutes. <laughs> All right, cool. Henry, you had asked me earlier. You said, "Man, can we get the sauce and like how I switch things up and how you know how it's a little bit more uh a little unconventional now?" So one of the things that I do now is I fired all the drivers. And if you want to work for us, you want to work for the marathon, you got to invest. You got to have some skin in the game. You got to buy your own truck. You buy your own truck. We set up a lease agreement between the marathon and your truck. You also got to start an LLC. I'm paying. I'm paying LLCs. I'm not paying. Uh, paying drivers uh, specifically uh, for multiple reasons that we can't get into right now with one minute left. Um, the other thing is you have to pay for your own fuel as well. You have to pay the insurance difference for me to add you to my commercial policy. So for your truck and you to get added to my policy, you pay the difference in what my premium jumps up per month. So you have skin in the game. You got all you got you got money in. And for doing that, instead of paying um, per mile or paying per hour or anything like that, I pay percentage and I pay 60 percent. Driver gets 60. We retain 40. Um, but they also uh, there's no I don't factor money. So before when I would pay them every week, that's me pretty much factoring the money on which I delivered that week because I still got to wait for those invoices to come in. So instead, now you guys get paid when I get paid. Check come in. I immediately send out, write a check for 60, uh, 60 percent of it, and the driver gets that, and then and we retain uh, retain our forty, and that's how we uh, get in, get into this notion of like all money in. That's, that's real good. And um, before we close out, that's why um, we these hotshot drivers, like Kelsey asked in the beginning, that's why we drive our own stuff. Because if something happens, and you like he said, and like Roshan said, we just get in our own truck. Absolutely. And I think it's a shame. I got one real quick. I, hold on, Desi. Hold on one second. I just think that's the most general rule of thumb in trucking is if you're going to get into trucking, get the licensing to be able to do it yourself if necessary, even if it's just to move that truck. I definitely um, agree with that. I still don't know if I'm going to do it, but I agree with it. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have a CDL at the end of the day. Desi, what you got? 
I'm still laughing at you about the CDL you've been pondering with for the longest. Anyway, um, that's why I spoke to y'all on that, that business model of having people lease on. That's what he's did. I'm I, when I get past five, when I get two five trucks, that's it. Everybody else will be leased on. That's a real great uh-huh, business model, man. And yeah. I hear that nip, that Nipsey Hustle influence in there too, with the all money yeah. in the marathon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, all money in, no money out. All right, it's 11.01. Definitely want to thank Saint. Definitely, definitely, definitely want to thank Keisha. We love you. Um, possibly, like I said, if we think of more ideas to, to discuss as far as Hot Shot goes, I think we touched on a lot of stuff today. The only thing we didn't really touch on was like the particulars in cost, which I guess we could touch on that another day. But yeah, thank you guys for coming in listening to the Truck and Breakfast Club. Make sure you hit that um, greenhouse above our title and join our club so that you are notified uh, whenever we any room um launches or starts in this room if you guys have any cool ideas and you want to start a room in here just hit us up let us know we gotta make sure of course it works with the vision and all that good stuff if you have any you had some Roshan? yeah real quick if you don't yeah. mind yeah I, i'm looking for a hot shot drive it's a 99 Ford. it's a good it's a good truck though uh hot shot drive and i need a drive van driver it's coming out of Tennessee. I need your license to be out of Tennessee for the drive-in. Hot shot them. It don't matter. Text it to me, and I'll make you a post, Rashawn. Oh, I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, there you go, right there, and I'll share. Everybody up here that heard that, make sure you share it on your Instagram. Um, yeah, we'll be back in here tomorrow, 9 a.m. Thank you, everybody, for coming in and listening. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>